0: Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, hello, and I hope you're all having a great day. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to those fathers out there. Man, this week, Saturday and Sunday was so hot here. It just, I don't know what it did, but it affected my whole body. I couldn't do anything at all. I was in bed the whole time, and it was just so frustrating and painful. But I, here we are, Monday. I got through it. But it's my hope that everyone else had a good uh, weekend and was able to uh, spend the time with family. On this podcast today, Podcast 11, I'm going to be talking about best fruits and vegetables and the worst fruits and vegetables for somebody to be eating, if they're diabetic, or if they have neuropathy, so we're gonna uh, dive right into figuring out and seeing which ones are the best. Because I I noticed that online on my Facebook pages, uh, a lot of people were talking about which ones that we should be able to eat and which one we shouldn't. That it can affect our, you know, our nerves. So. That's what we're going to talk about today. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to be talking about the uh, final review with the aroma therapies and which aromas I found to be the best and worst to be using. Well, I guess I forgot to mention that we're not only talking about fruits and vegetables, but we're talking about all foods. So this is going to cover all the bases. All right, so. Let's see here, eating certain foods while limiting others can help people with diabetes manage their blood sugar levels. So of course, the things that we need to make sure that we do eat is a diet rich in vegetables, fruits, and healthful proteins can have significant benefits for people with diabetes. But you want to stay away from the sugary and starchy carbohydrates. Those can raise blood sugar levels. So the first one is gonna be green leafy vegetables which is going to be spinach, kale, cabbage, and broccoli. Then you're looking at whole grains. Those are going to be brown rice, whole grain bread, whole grain pasta. But you can not swap uh, white bread or white pasta for the whole grain options if you don't like them. And I've tried whole grain. I do not like it, especially macaroni. Next are going to be the fatty fish. The fatty fish consists of salmon, mackerel, sardines, tuna, Herring and trout. But you can also uh, not limit yourself to be eating seaweed or kelp. Those will work also. But instead of fried fish, if you don't like it that way, you can try baking, roasting, or grill your fish too. And a good uh, mix of vegetables is a way healthier choice to be using. All right, so number four is gonna be beans. And this is gonna consist of kidney, pinto, black, navy beans. And, of course, there's different ways of, you know, making those beans, you know, taste better than what, if they're just plain. You can include a variety of beans in a chili or stew or in tortilla wraps with a salad. But when you use those canned beans, you want to make sure uh, you find one that has no added salt. All right, so number five is going to be walnuts. And the reason why walnuts is on here is because it has helpful fatty acids that help keep the heart healthy. And that's pretty much the only nut that's on here is walnuts. That's strange. So number six is gonna be your citrus fruits. And those are gonna consist of oranges, grapefruits and lemons. Number seven is gonna be berries, such as blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, and raspberries. They all contain high levels of antioxidants and fiber. Number eight is going to be sweet potatoes. Those are rich in fiber, vitamin A, vitamin C, and potassium. And you can make those baked, boiled, or roasted, or mashed. Number nine is going to be probiotic yogurt. And probiotics are the healthful bacteria that live in the human gut and improve digestion and overall health. Number 10 is going to be chia seeds, which can be sprinkled over a salad over your breakfast. You can use them in baking or add water to make a dessert. So the foods that you want to limit on for diabetes are gonna be those foods that have a, that are high on the GI scale. High GI foods increase blood sugar more than low GI foods. I'm gonna to have to look that up and see what GI means. But these foods can be white bread, puffed rice, white rice, white pasta, White like potatoes, pumpkin, popcorn, melons, and pineapple. And people with diabetes may wish to limit or balance the following foods. Carb heavy foods, foods that have high GI fruits, which is speaking of the uh, GI scale there. But if you check into it, you see where I was talking about some of the fruits that you could eat, but most fruits are low on the GI scale, though melons and pineapple are high. And that's because probably the sugar content. You should avoid saturated and trans fats. And you're going to get those from your processed foods, including fries, chips, and baked foods that contain those type of fats, which are saturated and trans fats. You need to stay away from refined sugar, which is going to be such as the store-bought and homemade sweets, cakes, and biscuits. You wanna stay away from sugary drinks and salty foods. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but what I saw in regards to the uh, GI scale, what that is, is it's the glycemic index. And I'll put the scale there on my uh, Facebook page. I'm gonna go over a little list here that I found some more items that you shouldn't be taking if you're diabetic. And these are the worst vegetables. And I know I've mentioned some of them, but in case I missed some, here they are. Uh, Canned vegetables with lots of added sodium. Veggies cooked with lots of added butter, cheese, or sauce. Pickles, if you need to uh, limit sodium in your diet. And sauerkraut. So now let's talk about the foods that aggravate peripheral neuropathy. Contributing factors to PN include vitamins, deficiencies, traumatic injuries, diabetes, alcoholism, and others. Treatment may include managing underlying causes, physical therapy, medications, and dietary changes. And again, for the best results, seek guidance from your doctor. Gluten, if you have a gluten allergy, celiac disease, consuming gluten can trigger or worsen your symptoms. Common sources include all food containing white, wheat, cake, or baking flour. Look for products that are gluten-free. So being able to control your blood sugar is the number one strategy to prevent neuropathy associated with diabetes. So they kind of overlap each other. So if you want to improve your glycemic impact of your diet, replace refined grains with whole grains and make sure that you choose nutritious foods like fruits, vegetables, and whole grains saturated fat in fatty foods and dairy products can cause inflammation and increased risk of type 2 diabetes. So again, you need to replace those fatty protein sources with lean alternatives and eat moderate amounts of healthy fat foods. I'm going to add a little bit more to this conversation in regards to um, foods that you should avoid because I found another website that says um, 8 foods that you should avoid if you have ph so i know i've mentioned this before in some of my past episodes but you know when you're on the internet you're gonna find so many different thoughts and reasons that individuals put different products out there i don't understand it you know why can't everyone be the same but it's not that way so like i said this site here i found which i'll post again on my facebook page gives you some more ideas and items that you shouldn't take if you have pH. Now some of these I may uh, repeat from just a minute ago but I just want to make sure that you guys get uh, the full list of items you should stay away from. Anything that's gluten you should stay away from. You should stay away from alcohol, added sugars, refined grains, trans and saturated fats, salty snacks, heavy metals, and anything like produce that has insecticides sprayed on it again. That's the list that I uh, found on the internet, but I'm going to post all this on my Facebook page. So everyone has access to those um, things that we need to make sure that we're not eating and that the things that we do eat. So let's go ahead and start right in with my review with the aromas that I tried for the last two weeks. When I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I said that orange, so far, is the best, uh, and that one works for pain. And trust me, many of you out there are probably skeptical as I was, but, you know, it did calm myself, so it has some kind of an effect on you, but some of the other ones I tried just for a little bit because they do affect dogs, um, anything that's a mint, so peppermint, spearmint, those ones that you need to stay away from, um, I felt... With those, I felt kind of mellow. They kind of mellowed me out. Uh, The lavender, I could only handle for 30 minutes because it smelled so strong that it was giving me a headache. And the nutmeg was the same in regards to, it, it just calmed your nerves, made you feel real relaxed. So, I mean, those are probably the ones that are gonna be for, you know, anxiety issues, depression, that's where I would use that one than that Meg so I know it's a kind of a short review but that's all I have for you this week next week though I'm going to be talking to you about that nerve renew the pills that I got the supplements I talked to my doctor today about it and he gave me the rundown on this product or on all products that are just like this one here so give it a shot see how it works for you those aromas just remember Make sure you have those safeguards in place, and make sure that if you're not sure about um, any of the certain smells that you get with the kit, make sure you talk to your vet about it. Also, next week I'm gonna be talking about the Nerve Renew, which is what I'm gonna be taking, uh, starting today. And I'm gonna take this because I talked to my doctor And he gave me the rundown of these kind of products and and what they actually are. And I'll talk about that next week. Also, I'm going to be talking about a a new uh, TENS unit that's come on the market. I was in my doctor's office and I was in the waiting room and I saw this poster up on the wall that I hadn't seen before. So I talked to my doctor about it and I will let you know uh, next week what he said in regards to that new unit. Well, I want to thank you for being here on episode 11. I really appreciate you guys listening and also getting the word out there. Again, if there's anything that you want to talk about, just post it on the Facebook page. It's a neuropathy support group and podcast. And I will try to get all the information I can on those issues or problems or things that you want to know about. And I will talk to you next week on episode 12. Well, it looks like our time has come to a close for this episode. But you can find the episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and iTunes. It's my hope that these podcasts and other sources, such as the product reviews that we have discussed today, can help better our lives and give us some relief dealing with profit. Be strong, be safe, and don't give up. And always remember, it does not matter how slowly you go, as long as you just don't stop. And again, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you again next Monday.